0: Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide and tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Who doesn't love Christmas, right? Christmas is awesome. All kinds of cool shit going on. You get to eat really good food. It's like minus fucking five right now. We had a cool drop, man. You actually got to see the weather come in. So everybody's talking about this bomb cyclone. The weather's coming. We got weather coming, right? So as you're looking, it was a beautiful day, day before, right? So you're seeing it, and you're starting to see it come over the top of the mountain, and you see this wall of cloud, right? And it's coming over the top of the mountain, coming over the top of the mountain. Then as it starts to push forward, we actually ran a mile high really quick to say hi, and you this wall was coming And the wall just starts moving forward, moving forward. Well, during that time, here in Denver, the airport and all that other thing, we had like a 48-degree drop in temperature in 30 minutes. It was like super cool. We actually saw it because I was watching because the weather was coming. I went onto my Carrot app. I have the app that kind of swears at you and tells you you're nasty. Weather apps, man. You got to do your weather apps, especially if you're going to shoot. So I'm watching it and I'm watching the app because the app's like in 12 minutes, it's going to snow. And we're like, how the fuck are you so like adamant? It's going to snow in 12 minutes. Why not 13? What about 11? Right? And it's like, no way. So this wall's coming. We're watching it. I'm watching the temperature. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, off a cliff. We went down from like 50 degrees to like 10 degrees, like just looking like you go to the window you're looking like a wall's coming wall's coming and you're looking at the temp and it's like 50 degrees okay wall's coming then all of a sudden you go back and you walk over and you're like whoa there's the wall and then you go look at the temp and it was like 10 and it was like holy shit i just walked from the tv to the window and it's 10 degrees so that was super cool but we got nothing for snow nothing like we got four inches which is lame but because it's so cold it'll still be here Anyway, hope you guys are safe, warm, and happy on your merry Christmas 2022. Can you believe it's 2023 already? That's Insano. Just total Captain Insano action going on. A lot of stuff happening uh, moving forward. One of the things I wanted to jump into right away, uh, first thing, because it was funny and I saw it. So I get this text from Kalen and stuff and we're, you know, a little back and forth. And he had posted a thing on Instagram with tuners, right? He posted he got tuner in an Eric Cortina and, um, you know, another tuner. And I'm like, you know, I got the inside arm tuner with the weight on the bottom. I did the podcast with Eric Cortina. I have an Eric Cortina tuner. I have the Aaron hip tuners. And then the inside arm, I have their older tuner as well. The bigger with the brakes and all that. So I've run tuners and, I'm going to repeat and go back and talk a little bit about tuners because everybody's like, I, apparently Brian Litz said tuners don't work. And if Brian says it, people are running around on Kalen's post and like, scientific evidence, because Brian said it, tuners don't work. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? The tuners work fine. Now, don't get me wrong. In the last year, I've been running around talking to people and I talked to Chris Way, I talked to Jake Vibber, and anybody who was running a tuner, I'm like, hey, dude, what's your tuner set at? And a lot of the top guys, basically, the tuners were on zero. And they weren't really tuning because they were load developing and doing. Now, let me let me kind of go and say that. Yeah, man, you when you put the tuner on, right, you put the brake on, the, the, anything you put on the end of the muzzle is going to be in effect, right? It's a weight and it's going to dampen it's going to do things even like Chad Dixon is doing crazy fucking um fluting you got John Baker does structured barrels right that's all designed to dampen harmonics and make things work better easier whatever the whatever word you want to use If you dampen the harmonics to a degree in a barrel, basically tame the whip, right? Gotta tame the whip. Then you're going to get good results. Now, like with the uh, gain twist barrels that I run, left hand gain twist Bartland barrels, right? It's a Bartland cut rifle barrel. It's cut the same way, nothing different, but it's a gain twist. Well, what they're saying in ways, because I noticed the gain twist is very forgiving, right? Number one, it doesn't care about twist rate anymore. You just put whatever you want in there and it's going to shoot and you're gaining it. You're going from like an eight to a seven and and it works. Well, there's there's kind of like talking to Frank Green and, and like, well, why does a gain work? There's a thought process, a theory that it's dampening a certain amount of the harmonics because you're almost, not quite, but laying that twist over. And because it's changing, it sort of disrupts the wave, right? So the structured barrel, the wave starts moving down the material and the structure's big. And then it gets smaller and smaller as you go down the end of the barrel and you're kind of breaking up that wave, Well, now you get a harmonic, a tuner, and we're moving the weight forward and back. So it wants to whip, but now it has a little bit of weight and it can't whip the way it wants. So you're kind of changing that dynamic. And then if you get on the the load, the bullet, the whatever, then it makes it happy. Well, I'm going to give you, like, my example what I did. So I do the Valkyrie, and I talked about this, right? I, I load up the Valkyrie, but I'm loading for speed. And I really just do, like, a, a, like, because Kevin's load was a 1.6 ogive, right? One point, uh, 1.6 to ogive was what Kevin told me. Well, I went longer. I'm like, man, I got a lot of room in the mag. I'm going to go longer. I want some speed. Let's play around, blah, blah, blah. So I do 1.7. Then I did like a 1720. Then I did like a 1730. Then I do like a 150. You know, I I did like a 20, a 50, a 75 and a 95, right? So lengths, bullet length and load length, whatever you want to call it. So I run them all through the gun and this load is shit. It speeds good. That's good, but the the accuracy was out there. Bah. Then this one, little better, speed's okay, bump, all right, getting, then I get to the 7.95, 1.795 overall length to Oji. Speed's where I want, SD single digit, load is about three quarters of an inch. So now, in mindset of loading, hand loading, reloading, whatever loading you want to call it. I now need to tune that load for accuracy, right? I got to make it more accurate cuz it's it's there I got speed. I know I want 27.5. All these things that I'm happy to have, but now I want this different. I want accuracy out of it. Well, what I did is I shot it and it was like, "Okay, but it's not great." Well, I put on the Aaron Hip adaptive tuner well that immediately brought my load from like three quarter to just about a half. Just putting it on there. Cause it changed the dynamic. And Aaron Hips is the kind you put it on and you could put your suppressor on over it and it sort of keeps it in place and locks it down. Now you do have to look right? So here's the mindset I don't get. And and I'm gonna go on the fucking soapbox with this shit. It's like, come on. So they're saying it's going to slip, okay? The Eric Cortina, I know he changed. He mentioned in the podcast, he changed the spring system inside of his tuner so that way there when you tune it, you have tension against the dial and it doesn't move. They have locking screws, Right? So you want to tune it, lock it, lock it in place, or mark, you know, leave it in place and go. But their argument is you got to manage it. It's not going to stay. You got to fucking do all these things and it's not good. But it works. But here's the other thing now. You fucking hang a level with one screw on the round tube of your scope. You throw it in your case. You're moving it around. You're doing all this stuff. And nobody says shit about fucking managing your level. And Mark and I see them off all the time. Because they move. But that, that's fine. You got to have that. And nobody fucking talks about managing that shit. But you put a tuner on? Oh no, don't put a fucking tuner on. Why? Because it goes against what he's selling you. That's all. Because he's telling you you got to do all this stuff. Meanwhile, fucking throw your round in, put a tuner on, tune it up, go to town. Because here's here's what I did. I did it. I did it. And and this is I got a tuners. I break out a, a rifle. And I got a good rifle. And I'm like, oh, this is a great rifle. Brand new, hardly broken. Maybe it's got 400 rounds on the barrel. Bartland barrel. So I don't put a tuner on. And I put factory ammo through it. And I go, okay, what's it going to do? Well, fuck, without even trying, it's going to do three quarter, three eighths rather. It's going to do three eighths, a little bitty group. It's less than a half minute. It's a brand new Bartland barrel. The factory ammo at the time I'm shooting it. I got three-eighths of an inch. I'm happy. I love it. Great. Why would I put a tuner on that? And this is kind of what they did. They took a really good barrel and they put a tuner on it and then they say it don't work. But it does. But the thing is, is you're starting with something already good. So you're really not doing anything better. Yeah, we get that. But if you take a rifle or something or a load, now with load development, say you got a load that you know is going to move over time, right? I'm going to shoot it and it's going to burn out in a season, but I'm not going to nuke the barrel, but I'm going to chase the lands and hence it'll force me to chase the load. You could tune that. You can use a tuner each time and then not change the load. If it opens up a little bit and it changes, retune it to the change in the barrel. I don't, I, you know what I mean? It's crazy that this these people are arguing and they're like, boom, guy said it written in stone. Why? I mean, just like they did shit with the proof barrels and stuff. They're saying the proof walks, the proof does this, the proof. They're not right all the time. They do shit self-serving and they do shit that's wrong on purpose because it goes against their, their, their bias. They work for somebody. It's like, you know, we're, we're dealing with elections in fucking Arizona and Kerry Lake and all these things, right? You're working for that team. And it's like, well, no shit they're going to do things a little bit underhanded. That's their team. You can't put a team player in charge of the information. Because it's going to be biased. And there are places it's biased. We know this. We've seen this. I mean, it goes to show you like they say, oh, Lapu is A. And then Lapua buys them, and now they're part of NAMO. And in the middle of the night, they rechanged all their numbers to Lapua's numbers, and now on their shit, it says Lapua's B. And it says exactly what Lapua said before they said it was A. Right? It's like, come on, man. This is common sense stuff. But the tuners work. and Because and, and, you're changing a harmonic. That doesn't mean managing a device. I mean... We manage our scopes and zeros. You should be managing a level if you put it on. You should be checking it. Because you can bang them and move them. Even just in your drag bag. You know what I mean? Pull on them. it catches. Some of those drag bags have those uh, attachments to hold the the rifle in the bag. You catch one of those and knock it a couple fucking four or five times, eventually you're going to knock it off. And easier, once it knocks off once, it's easier to knock off another time. You know, and I've seen it, and it happens. So don't don't kind of play this over here and then religiously ignore it over here. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. You can't religiously ignore the management of a level and then tell us you can't do a tuner because you have to manage it. We get it. We have to manage a lot of things. You know what I mean? It's like managing the fucking air in your tires on your car. If you want your car to drive optimal, if you want the right gas mileage, you got to manage the air. And the air may fluctuate a little bit. You know, one, this tire's not acting right. This rim's a little weird. This one's a little off. Everything's a little crazy, right? And the more you look at these things, I mean, my guitar right here behind me, I tune it. You know what I mean? I, it's like it, It'd be like saying, don't buy that guitar, you got to tune it. It's like, yeah, you got to tune all of them. You're pulling on the string. And they they flex, they move, they they change. And and it's like, wow, well, that guitar is no good. You got to fucking tune it. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, you do. It's like, well, why is that different? But anyway, that's kind of where we, I, my head was at because I, I just happened to see that And um, just getting ready, the new live stream, I I know I mentioned it, so I had my lessons with the new live stream. I got to do another one. The new live stream is really going to change the game for me and how I present to you guys. I I won't have to connect multiple devices. I'm going to be able to go live anywhere, anytime using less bandwidth, and I plan on utilizing my live stream features within the Sniper's Hide app. If you're not running the Sniper's Hide app, it's free. I suggest you get it, link it. You go. All you do is go into your, like, pull on your phone and open up Sniper's Hide and log in in, the, in your browser, right? Just use your browser. Then download the app, get the app, and then when you link to it, it's going to tell you to authorize. It'll already know you're there. It'll go boom, boom, boom. It'll see it, and it'll authorize right up and, and all that, and then uh, you'll be in the app. And you'll be able to, uh, when the, when the in the center under the hide TV, under the live, when that little guy goes red, I'm live. So you can be in the app and all that if you see that little thing is, is live or if you see um, I'm going to have the ability to simulcast now. So I'll be able to simulcast to my YouTube channel, which has a lot more subscribers. I'll be able to simulcast to Facebook, which has a lot of uh, people as well. And then simulcasting that will bring more people in. The live stream also has the chat feature, kind of like the old chat box that was in um, Hide on the forum years ago. So you can directly interact. You could talk to us and say what's going on. And we'll be able to use that chat feature with you guys, and it'll be pretty darn good. So looking looking forward to that. But I'm getting spun up. They're moving things around because... Now we want to move all the video content, things like that, the lessons, the lives, and that into Hide TV. So that way you know where to find all the Sniper's Hide stuff. You know what I mean? So the videos and things like that and anything live. Because don't forget, with a live and the Sniper's Hide lives, you can go back and watch them. Even if you miss them live live, and you want to blitz through, watch them at 1.5 or watch them a little faster, you know the deal. If you wanted to do that, you can go into Hide TV and see the different lives that we've done. And I put goofy um, titles. That doesn't mean the conversation didn't turn towards something serious, you know what I mean? Um, Because it allows people to interact. It allows people to ask me questions. It allows them to go, hey, I saw you got this. Yes, I did get that. I have it right here. Can I see it? Can you talk about it? Sure. And then I'll pick it up. I'll bring it out, and I'll show everybody what's going on with it. We could talk about it. So you will see those kind of things mixed into the lives, Um. even if the titles and what they seem like might not be what you want. You may just have to cut through them a little bit. And, and they're usually, if you go faster, speed through them or find your spots, I usually spend 10 to 15 minutes on something if I'm there and we're talking about it and there's normally an hour, hour and a half to two hours worth of live. So all kinds of um, conversations are going on with that stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll get you into um, that deal, but there we go. We got the high TV. We got that. um, The Chris and Chris stuff. Uh, We got the mountain class. So, uh, Mark and I are in February are going to be in San Diego, the Pala range. So if you're in the area, you want to come down and see us. I, be- I don't know if it's full or not. It might be, but might not be. Get a hold of Mark. Go look on Sniper's Hide in the training announcements. And pinned to the top is the Sniper's Hide uh, classes that we have listed. We are adding some classes in as we um, finalize discussions, we are putting the classes for 2023 up there, so we're coming to some different areas, we're coming back to some areas, Minnesota Harris will be coming back and seeing you guys up there, Um, so if you're interested in a Sniper's Hide class, go to Sniper's Hide website in the form training announcements pinned to the top, you'll see our list, The classes with Chris Way, we are adding in for Fort Morgan as we go. Um, Pretty much after April, you'll start to see classes are added. We have a May class listed. We're going to be in Cameo in March with CR2. Um, The March stuff is filling up. I know we got people coming from all different places to go do the Cameo, March and May, for that joint sort of class we have going on. And um, that's good because you're going to get, like, Look at me. You're gonna get a look at CR two. You're gonna get a look at Chris Way, and you're gonna get experience to all three instructor styles to put eyes on you and and hopefully fix that stuff. Um, we're not changing any uh, amounts. I don't think costs. Uh, it'll just be passing through the the fees that we're, we're incurring um, moving on, but we don't plan on uh, upping our costs or anything for this year, even though inflation and all that stuff still weighs on us. Playing tickets are through the fucking roof. Um, United anyway. Uh, I was getting tickets to SHOT Show, and they were insane. I'm going to be in SHOT Show, come in Monday night, Monday afternoon, Uh. Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm leaving Thursday night, Thursday afternoon, going home. Don't need any more shots than that. So if you want to get a hold of me, you want to get a hold of Sniper's Hide, you're interested in anything we got going on, um, that is the time to get a hold of me for a shot show is going to be that Tuesday through Thursday. Um you can reach us. So there you go with the snipers hidey thing. I needed that to have a drink. So I was needing to get my my whistle taken care of. But I mean, that's the kind of stuff for the end of the year going on. I like to use the end of the year. I clean up my computers. I'm kind of cleaning out the email. I might do a restart. i got to kill one of the computers. I need a new one. I'm going to probably end up having to order that shit. Um, but this is kind of the reset. This time between Christmas and New Year... I'm looking at my resets. I'm looking at what I can do. We're looking at how we can better educate you guys. I mean, we're constantly talking, um, you know, the Chris's and I and Mark and I. We're constantly looking at, you know, what did we do last year? How can we do those things better? I mean, that might be the question for you guys. What do you want in precision rifle training that, you might not be seeing out there. What's the I mean, let's throw some questions out there. This is kind of a dead time of year. Some weird shit going on. If you go into the Podbean app or go into the Sniper's Hide forum when I post this, let me know. What are you guys looking for in terms of instruction? What are you guys looking for in terms of changes with competition? Let's start the conversation going because there are people out there listening. There are people out there responding, maybe not in big ways, but they're responding in smaller ways, right? They're doing one or two changes in a match, right? They don't have to do it all in one time, but these small incremental incremental changes make the product better, make the experience more fun, right bring you back so you're not doing the same contrived thing over and over again now's the time to look at your course of fire now's the time to look at those kind of things to say hey you know what did people like what did people kind of go eh about and and where were people saying man that just sucked you know or we've done that one time too many now you know cuz that's the thing man you got to be able to change up what you're doing. And, you know, maybe it's it's a twist on an old stage. You know, don't have them start it here. Don't have them go in this order. Change the order up. Change the target size. Do something slightly different to move the needle a little bit farther. Um, One of the things I want to shout out is uh, Dynamic Long Range Italy. Right. I'm I'm watching the Dynamic Long Range Italy guys on Facebook. They're doing classes on for their for their members, right? You can go do an online course, kind of like a live stream Zoom class, whatever you want to call it, on like street and you know, apps and things so people can manage their data. I mean, this is all new to them. We're we're kind of used to it. We've been doing this for a while. We have a lot of things in place. Well, the Europeaners, this is pretty new. And, you know, they're going here and they're looking at how do they make their members better educated? How do they make their members, you know, like it's dynamic long range, a more dynamic, more successful long range shooter? Well, the only way you're going to do that is through education and repetition, right? Repetition, education and repetition, So you're going to educate your members on what you're going to do. And then you're going to provide the repetition to reinforce and make sure they got it. And if you do that, you're going to have somebody that's a more well-rounded shooter, more educated. They know what's going on. Things flow better from that, right? Because it's no longer a mystery. It's no longer a safety issue because you don't have a guy coming up with no clue, and throwing around over a plate because he fucked up or didn't know what he was doing over a berm, right? And skipping one low because his dope is so far off. I mean, that's really the bigger danger is skipping around low because then it's going to clear that berm, you know, and it's going to launch higher again and it's going to take off like it's starting over. So those are the kind of things where if the person knows their data better, They're going to have less chance of that. They're going to hit more plates. Remember, I mean, I was talking with Jacob. I did Jacob's podcast. Jacob did this podcast. And we were talking about rifles only was a training facility. When we started this, when we were doing these classes, when we were doing competitions, there was always a training element to it, right? Always had a class available. We were going to stop you and teach you before we let you continue on down the wrong path and that's important right that's something that needs to be looked at for these guys so go out there and educate the guy bring somebody in and show them what's going on we're all about disseminating information to each other right that's the giving season we want to give information to the next guy And we want to make sure that it's good information and we're not doing it for the wrong reasons and trying to get them out of the good place and into a better place, right? We want to put them in a better place. Not, you know, we don't want to play games with them. It's kind of what I'm saying. But anyway, that's the kind of stuff to look at. Educate your members. Give them ways to bring in new people. Hey, you got a batch of all new shooters coming in? Give them a training program. Let them come over and show them a stage or two. Even if it's not a real stage, make a dummy stage. Hey, who's new and has never shot a match before? I want you guys to meet me over at the dummy stage in 15 minutes. I want to run you through a dummy stage. Right? Right? Boom, now you just educated all those people who have never shot a match. It didn't take you any time while everybody's doing their other thing. And now they're not going to stall you. You know what I mean? There's all these things people can do that don't get done so you don't have a guy standing around with a dumb look on his face with no clue what he's supposed to be doing next, right? Have those mentor squads. Have those different things that to help kind of calm the nerves of those new and inexperienced shooters. I mean, I was just there was a thing, and I, I may have mentioned this uh, in another, but I think it's it's fascinating. It's Chris and I have been looking at the mental aspect of what we do—precision rifle shooting and more specific precision rifle competition. And it's those nerves, those jitters, those coming up. I mean, I get the butterflies on my first stage. You know what I mean? I got to knock that off because I just don't do it enough. You know what I mean? The more you compete, the the, the more relaxed you're going to be, the better you're going to do it. But there's got to be something for new people that help them alleviate the anxiety. I, I was talking about where I just heard somebody looked at – um the, the field goal kickers in the NFL and they went back like 50 years or something. And they looked at all the footage, everything they can find the pluses and minuses, the hits and misses of field goal kickers. And they realized the biggest variable for a field goal kicker or field goal, not bowl field goal kicker is his own personal anxiety Right, That's the make or break for this guy at the top level of the NFL. It's his personal anxiety. And if they look at the demeanor of a field goal kicker right before he comes on and right before he lets that foot go and kicks that ball, they can tell whether he's going to hit or miss with a bit, again, scientific, I guess, with a bit of certainty based on what they've observed. And this is what we're doing, right? We're trying to observe these problems. We're trying to look at what is getting you out of your zone. What's taking you off task? Why did you miss? And we're finding a lot of it is anxiety. So if we can calm your nerves, if we can give you more confidence in what you're doing, Right. If we can look at the mental side of it, and we know repetition fixes that mental side. The more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to be with it, but not everybody out there has the ability to invest that many hours, that many repetitions into the sport. But you still want to get a leg up, and that's where we're trying to work. That's where we're trying to talk to people, and that's what we're looking at in our training package to help you not only with the practical, the mechanical, but also the psychological side of it, because we're seeing that psychological side is huge, right? It's gigantic, the, 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 the um, pressure that we put on ourselves and, and all those things, you know, right? Anyway. Man, it's Christmas already. It's Christmas time. I love Christmas. I got the tree up. I got a real tree down there. It's got the lights on it and the whole thing. He's got cool ornaments. It was decorated. The girl did a good job decorating it. I bought myself a Christmas present too. I'm not going to say too much other than I got 400 horse. Holy shit, man. I got 400 ponies under that guy. Yeah, I got myself a Christmas present last week. It was pretty cool. But you'll see it. It's around. It's badass. Kind of said, I need something small and silly. So I got it small and silly, and it's got 400 ponies. Fuck, it's crazy. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Be safe out there. Have a great holiday. Give your family a little extra second on the hug this year. To, you know, whoop, whoop, hesitate a little bit. Tell them thank you. Appreciate you, everybody out there. Um, I mean, thanks for a great year of Sniper's Hide. Thank you for a great year of classes with Mark, uh, with Chris, with Chris, with Chris. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, thanks everybody who came to all the classes. Appreciate you all. Even if I screw your names up and I'm not getting you. Faces I'm good with. The names not so much. But you guys do make the class. You know what I mean? So thank you everybody who showed up to a Sniper's Hide class. Really appreciate you you energize me to go harder farther and and push the envelope and the more you guys come to class the more you interact with me questions the the podcast the forum wherever you happen to catch me that's what moves the needle that's what says hey man they respond i need to step up you know what i'm saying if it's like hey man there's there's no response over here well then i'm just going to chill out and watch tv you know, but if it's like, boom, response, boom, response, what's, hey, you know, throw it out there for me. I get I, Somebody was like, hey, I saw you over here and you were busy. Dude, I'm not that busy. Trust me, I talk a lot. You can tell by the podcast, I'm always talking to somebody. Come on over, say hi. A lot of times I'll see you do the double take, like, oh, shit, that's Frank. Yeah, say hi, dude. I see it. I, I recognize it, but I'm always talking to somebody. I'm always jacking my jaw somewhere It's not a big deal. I'm fast. I can basically stop, say hello, go back to where I was without missing a beat. No big deal whatsoever. So if you see me out there in the world, say hello. I'm going to be at SHOT Show. Like I said, I'll be wandering around, but you could probably find me at the Mile High booth. Um, So we got that going on. February, I'll be in Paula with Mark. Paula range in San Diego, California out there up by Temecula. So we'll be at the Apollo range if you want to do a class with us in the warm Southern California weather, February. March, we're doing the cameos, the CR2, rifle craft stuff. And then April, May, same thing. We'll be starting to do our Fort Morgans, and we'll be getting ready for that. And um, Sniper's Hide Forum training announcements pinned to the top. That's where you're going to find anything like that. If you have direct questions about any classes coming, renting gear, wanting to use gear, hey, I don't have a rifle, I want to try a rifle, I want to do this, I want to do that, we got rifles, we got stuff, you bring ammo, we'll give you the gun, talk to Mark. Get a hold of Mark up in Alaska, the Wiggy Alaska address. If you do formally Wiggy Alaska or Wiggy Alaska, Mark's uh, address and contact will come up. You could still find them under the Wiggy Alaska banner. It'll just say formally uh, Wiggies. But Mark's going to be your direct connection for those little daily, hey, I'm not sure questions. If you got little things like that, Mark will love to interact with you He's sitting in the office. He's doing the rear bags, the Taylor Was Here bags. Um. So there's that kind of stuff going on. So if you see a Taylor Was Here bag, go for it. Um, definitely small, cheap, and inexpensive and anything else you got for us, man, hit us up. We're here. We're out and about, and we're happy to talk to you. Be safe out there. If you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. Again, have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will talk to everybody soon. Totally digging on it. Cheers, everybody.